unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. So here's a question. What do the world's most experienced, successful copywriters really think? And what if I could get them all together in one room and ask them to share their best ideas and techniques on the specific copywriting topics they know the most about? If you've ever wondered those things, you're not alone. Our special guest today, Jack Turk, wondered the same thing. And next week, he's going to give you an answer at no cost to you to hear what some of the world's top copywriters have to say, including David Deutsch, Dave D, and another David. I can't remember his name right now. Plus many more. Jack's going to tell us all about it midway through the show today. You should know he has decades of experience writing for the big guys like Microsoft and Kodak, plus many smaller businesses, including dentists, attorneys, even magicians. And as the voice of Dan Kennedy at GKIC and of many other high-profile thought leaders, Jack's sales copy has generated millions upon millions of dollars. Plus, he's now known as the world's fastest copywriter. But we need to slow down for just a second so I can tell you this. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast, and most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Jack, welcome. Glad you're here. Hey, David, it's just amazing to be here. Thank you so much. And I didn't realize I probably should have a disclaimer then, therefore, under world's fastest copywriter, just based on what you just said, because I don't know. I, I haven't really tested myself against every single other copywriter on the planet. So therefore, I'm already suspect. OK, well, we'll just go with that. Well, a copywriter with a conscience. I mean, this is this is great, uh, <laughs> rare. And, you know, when when we were talking earlier, actually, before you, when you interviewed me for the Copywriting Summit, I asked you if you were familiar with Mel Martin, who is known as the world's slowest copywriter, worked for Boardroom. And I, I said, boy, I'd love to see you two in a room be a fly on a wall. Anyway, how did you become allegedly the world's fastest copywriter? Well, I was always, I've always been a fast writer. I kind of picked, realized this when I worked at Microsoft many moons ago. And uh, I was a manager. I was actually a writing manager. And I, I got hired as a writer and then became a writing manager. And we have to do, you know, assessments of how long it takes to do stuff. You know, you do, you plan out big projects, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, in terms of analyzing how fast people, you know, the average writer created at Microsoft is like about a page a day. That's what they estimated to do like a technical documentation. Well, I averaged 10 pages a day. I was wow. 10 times as fast as the average writer at Microsoft. And that kind of stuck in my head. So I've always been very fast. I have a lot of different techniques that allow me to be quick, but that's where I kind of realized it. And that's kind of, I kind of hung my head on that 
my hat on that moniker, my uh, buddy Dave D said I should act. Well, I'm just going to be totally transparent. He just basically said, you should run with that, Jack, because you are the fastest copywriter I've ever seen. And well, I said, okay, you know, let's go well, with that. I have great respect for Dave D. And if he says it, I'll buy it. How's that? Yeah. Well, and you know, it's, it's like, I also, it's like a matter of just belief. I, I just truly believe that the faster you write, the better you write. And we gum up the works by slowing ourselves down. Okay. I, I think that's fair. I mean, and you know, there's, there's a certain amount of intuitive tr truth to that, that, you know, when, when you're editing every word or when you're struggling or, you know, agonizing over every word, it's not necessarily going to be better, but it's going to take a lot longer. Do you want to share just one of your techniques? I know you've got many and we've got so many other things, so much more ground to cover, but one of your techniques for writing fast? It, it boils down to, well, A, you know, set deadlines and not just like the big deadline. I got to get this letter done in a couple of weeks, but set hardcore daily deadlines for what you want to have produced in maybe two hours, maybe an hour, maybe just 15 minutes, whatever, but set a clear goal for the writing you want to, for, for the, a time frame and a deliverable at the end of it. So, you know, at the end of that time frame, you want to have that deliverable, that done, whether it's a page, whether it's a call to action, whether it's an email, whatever, but be very rigorous about not approaching any writing without some kind of deadline. That's great. Never heard that before. I mean, I've heard about deadlines before, but I, I love that in your method. Let's, you know, you, you are recently fortunate to hear from, you know, many of the world's greatest copywriters. And we will talk about Copywriting Summit in a minute or two. But I think that would, the, the logical consequence of that would be, you have an interesting 2023-2024 view of the whole landscape of copywriting. And you've probably noticed even if you're not actively involved in what new copywriters are doing or not doing today what have you noticed that they should be doing that they're not doing i think what i and going across, talking to all these different people a lot of a lot of our conversations were about clients and working with clients and i think what came across most was it's not about, it's not so much about the copy you write or the numbers you generate, et cetera. It's much more about the kind of person you are and the relationships you create with the people you work with. And that's mm -hmm. over and over and over again. I mean, that's been my personal experience. And it's also so much the personal experience of the people who shared in the discussions I had is just, be a real person, be a genuine, decent human being, care about your clients, care about them in a big, in a, you know, in a, in a real way, be, be real, really care about them. Like get that as human beings, as people, they have lives that matter, you know, and, and that over and over and over again came through from the, the interaction I had with people is how important that is. And it's not so, it's not so cold. We think of business as cold and, and calculating and we're in a, it's all about relationships. 
It's so much about relationships, not only with your customers that you're writing to you know, for sales letters, et cetera, but for the people who hire you, it's really about building a strong, concerned, caring relationship with them. And that, I think that was, that was, I, you know, that's how I approached it. I've always tried to approach it, but it was affirming to hear so many other people, you know, mention that very same thing. You know, that's interesting. I agree with you. Of course, a lot of copywriters are so introverted or shy. They're, they're afraid to even get on the phone with anybody. And that's probably something everyone who has that problem should work on. I also remember this incredible Japanese book. It was translated into English. It's called The Courage Not to Be Liked or The Courage to Be Not Liked. And one of the key things in that book was the idea that most people think the main fathers or foundation of Western psychology or psychotherapy are Freud or Jung. But there's a third one named Adler. And Adler said, your life, how you get along, it has nothing to do with your childhood or the unconscious or your relationship with your mother or your secret desire to kill your father or any of those things. It all has to do with the relationships right now that you have with other people. That's everything. And for some reason, that school of psychology never really got accepted into the mainstream and, and into, oh, I, I see Nathan has shown up. Keep going. But I did have something to add. Yeah. And, and <laughs> boy, I have to juggle all those things in my mind at the same time. So, I mean, it, it's, it's really cool because what it says is lines up so perfectly with what you just said. And it's also common sense. And it's also exactly what I've found in my career as a copywriter and a coach and a content creator, author, et cetera. Nathan, what are you thinking? I just wanted to add most of my best copy comes from clients that I've worked with for about six months plus. Usually the initial package does okay, especially if we've got a couple different variables to test. But having that relationship is what turns a one project job into an ongoing relationship. And without that relationship, you don't get to the six month mark where you really start knocking it out of the park for people. So I just co-sign on this 100%. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I didn't think we were going to get into relationship counseling on this call, but what the <laughs> heck, you know, follow it wherever it goes. Take it as yeah. it comes. So another question, you became Dan Kennedy's copywriter, which is like amazing um, to me. And I imagine to anyone who knows about Dan Kennedy and, and his whole world a few years ago, um, how did that happen? And, and what was that like for you? It's, it's a weird story, I'll be honest. Uh, I kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I was at, like I mentioned, I was at Microsoft for many years and I was in a writer and I did game design, I did project management. I had a I had kind of a nice like flat line sort of career at Microsoft. I didn't really rise the corporate ladder. I just kind of did a lot of, bounced around a lot of different things. And it was fun, I got to work on great projects. But I always wanted to do my own thing. I always wanted to do my own thing. And the, on my 50th birthday, I left Microsoft to become a full-time magician. And that's where I learned how to write copy. 
because I've always been a magician. I've always done magic tricks since I was a little kid. I've always been to magic. And I thought I'm going to do this. So I learned, I started learning to write a copy from Dave D who's my, but you know, who he was my mentor and he taught me so much. He's, He's a magician me. too, isn't he? Exactly. So I bought Dave's uh, course. Uh, I saw, but I, well, I saw his sales letter, which was how to make a hundred thousand dollars as a magician. I thought, well, that's interesting. That's not, doesn't sound bad. So I got the, the free report, the free report, you know, and which was a sales letter. And okay, and then I bought the course, and I bought more stuff, and I bought went to his live event, and then I, you know, and so that thus began a path of like really getting to know Davey and learning uh, through him Dan Kennedy's direct response principles. And I kept, so I learned, so I basically learned how to write sales letters for myself for my magic show business. And I got really, you know, and when I left, by the time I left Microsoft, I had prepared for a couple of years, you know, doing web doing gigs and kind of working through that, working with Dave to uh, update my copy. And I got, I was pretty, you know, I'm a good, I'm, I'm a good magician. I am. I'm a, I'm a pretty good magician. I was doing two to 300 shows a year. I don't know if I'm a two to 300 shows a year kind of magician, but I, but I'm pretty good. Okay. But my copy was really good. I wrote really good. I wrote a really good sales letter to birthday moms. Cause that's what most of the shows are. They're birthday moms. All right. And I kept doing that and then people just for whatever reason found some people I, my website got found by some guy i've another magician who uh did financial stuff said hey why don't you try writing some copy for me for this financial thing and i did that for him and that was kind of cool and dave started hiring me to do copy for him so initially i was just sending all my money to dave and then eventually dave started sending money back my way you know to start writing for him and I kept the relationship going. I kept doing projects with Dave. And what happened was, was I got good at writing copy. And when Dave got hired as VP of marketing at GKIC, Dan's company, they ran it. They did, they needed somebody to run, they needed somebody to run the copy department. And Dave said, Hey, give Jack a test, see how he does. I did the test on writing in Dan's voice and they loved it. And they hired me, brought me on. And that's sort of how I, you know, Robert Ringer talks about the leapfrog principle. That was that was my leapfrog. I'll admit I'd been working for a long time on it. I was ready, but that sort of it fell in my lap. I'll be honest, it kind of fell into my lap. It wasn't like I tried for it anything. I wasn't. I actually wrestled with it. Do I really want to do a full time? Because I left full time employment at Microsoft to do freelancing and stuff. I kind of wrestled with it, but I thought, okay, this would be cool. You know, this would be kind of a neat opportunity, and it was. It was great. We had a team of a couple other writers that I managed and we were a copy machine because they are, they are doing, they were doing promotions like hundreds and hundreds of promotions a, a year. I mean, we had to, I had to manage, I got really good at managing copy projects and keeping track of lots of lot because we don't, didn't, we didn't just do like a letter. We did full blown, you know, if you're going to do super conference, for example, that's that's six month campaign that involves a lot of pieces of copy, a lot of different promotions, a lot of different variables that you got to track, et cetera, in terms of both product, in terms of the copy itself, the technical production, all the other stuff associated with it. And I loved it. I mean, that was that was just a great experience overall for me. I enjoyed it immensely. I imagine your background in Microsoft having with all the metrics and, you know, setting time, measuring time and probably, you know, managing a department and all of those things that that's unusual right not, not a lot of people have that kind of experience especially not a lot of copywriters 
that must have really helped with, with this job. Oh, oh yeah, it, it made it made all the difference in the world because I I understand project management. I mean, I was a project I was trained in project management at Microsoft for managing software projects, and I ran software projects and I ran game development projects, and so and as well as content production projects, which are very similar to copy. You know, because you're generating words, you know, and files and training. I did the I did the entire instructional design for Flight Sim 2000, which starts you off on a one seven, you know, 182 all the way up to 737. So I, all, you know, how do you fly? You know, start learning how to fly. So that was, I got that background in instructional design too. So that helped. All that fed to being, you know, I was very successful at that company. It's very cool. All right, let's shift gears a little bit. You and I got in touch when you invited me to be a guest expert on Copywriting Summit, and I thank you again for that. How did you get the idea to do that? And this will be new to most of our listeners and viewers, so start it at square one. What What is it? Okay, well, the Copywriting Summit is a four-day virtual event that will take place February 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, I interviewed 25 different writers and marketers on various topics associated with copywriting. Uh, a number of different topics, great people. I had, well, actually I had you, David Gar David Deutsch, uh, Marcella Allison, Dave D, Craig Simpson, um, Kevin Rogers, John Benson. Also, I got a guy to talk about storytelling. I've known for a long time. He has, he's got a little bit of no, notoriety, uh, not necessarily in copy, uh, Tim Allen of Home Improvement. Oh, yeah, I've known Tim Allen. Yeah, Tim the tool, tool Man. Yeah, I've known Tim since, actually, I did, I did comedy with Tim Allen back in college for the college radio station. And that's how I've known Tim oh, wow. for many, many, many years. He graciously offered to allow me to interview him, and uh, it was great. And... So I got, got a lot of great names, a lot of people who've been around for a while, really understand different aspects of copywriting. And it just was a great experience just talking to you, David, and all the others. Uh, I learned so much. Oh, thank you. I mean, so what, what's the span of topics? So this is all recorded, but it'll, be, it'll appear as live. Is that correct? Yeah, it's all, it's all, what happens is, uh, I think we, I've got it set up. So like uh, you get set, there's each, each interview is about, about an hour, yeah, 35 minutes to an, 30 minutes to an hour and Brian Kurtz, et cetera. And each, and they're released over, you get seven speakers on the first day, seven speakers, second day, seven speakers, third day, I think six on the last, you get a chance to listen to all of them. It's it. And it's totally free. The topics range. Oh gosh. We talk about Craig Simpson talked about lists and Craig is an expert enough. He's in planet Dan world. Craig is a master at, at lists. And if you want to know, you know anything about lists, he's fantastic. I interviewed a guy. He's probably, geez, he's in the golf marketing space and he knows offers. He, Andrew, Andrew Wood is just, I worked with him on some projects from the golf marketing space and others. And he's, he's brilliant in offers. He gave some incredible. You know, I, I, I got to say, Andrew Wood is a really good name to have when you're in the golf space. Could be Wood. Or I would think driver. So. <laughs> Jeremy Irons. I couldn't get him, but you know, but Andrew Wood was great. <laughs> and Wedge and Tilly's. He didn't. He didn't make it through the first Star Wars, film, so he couldn't show up. But <laughs> so I, I mean, it was just, so it it, 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 it sounds like a condensed, like a certificate program at a university. I mean. 
it sounds like a complete education in copywriting at a pretty advanced level. Oh, yeah. I think there's there's so much. Dave talked about how to craft a one-to-many presentation. And you may not think that's something you want to do. You know, copywriters may not immediately think about that. But it's such a valuable skill to have and arrow in your toolkit. I mean, I kind of approached, I wanted to have, I wanted to provide copywriters with arrows for their toolkit. Cause I think that's so valuable. Yeah. You can specialize. Maybe you're the VSL guy. Okay. And that's great. You, you, that's, there's nothing wrong with being the VSL guy, but I, you know, in terms of my career, I found it extremely useful to be able to do a lot of different things, to write emails, to write long form sales letters, to do VSLs, to do pr- pr- webinars, to do all, all the whole, you know, to create a campaign. I mean, all the stuff that is necessary. Now, I, I thought it was just really important that you have at least some smattering of knowledge and the more the better, in my opinion, and all these different elements. Yeah, that's great. Anybody who, besides Tim Allen, of course, and anybody that we might not expect to be in a copywriting summit, anyone with something really quirky or or, or a specialty we might not have thought of, any, any surprise? I guess it, you can't tell me if it's going to be a surprise, but you know what yeah. I'm saying? Quirky? No, I think they're all pretty much in things that, you know, Dave talked, again, Dave talked about one-to-many presentations, which you may not think about that as a copywriter, but he talked, and, and how to craft it, how to deliver it, importance of like present stage presentation. That that was an element that I thought was really useful. I mean, because of so much of our jobs, you know, okay, so we're at a typewriter, okay, typewriter, okay, you've got the typewriter in front of you there and your icon there, but like, you're at the keyboard, <laughs> but you have to be able to deliver a presentation, I think, it's so valuable to have stage presence, to understand. I mean, I, I did lots of magic shows, so I'm very comfortable, you know, on stage. But I don't think that's, a, that's not a bad skill that any writer should ha- be able to develop. It's not outside your abilities. I mean, you've got quality stage presence. You can tell. You've done 300, 300 of these podcasts. You know what you're doing, you know, in front of a crowd, in front of an audience. No, and that's you're, really you're right. useful. One of, my, one of my biggest breakthroughs was when I launched my first high-end mass market within the copywriting world product at Armin Morin's big seminar. Was this 20 years ago, maybe? And yeah, I, I got up in front of a room and I mean, I sold 50 of them. You know, it was called copywriting templates. I think they were the original copywriting templates. And, you know, from there, then I would, I did the, we'd call them podcasts today, but it was the webinar circuit, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was, I was bringing in a very nice monthly paycheck just from, just from selling the product. It, it all started with a, a one-to-many presentation. I actually studied with a guy. I don't know if he's still around. His name is John Childers. He was um, uh, a teacher of, of how to do those um, one-to-many platform sales presentations and uh i think he was the first person who bought it which i certainly appreciated <laughs> he ran out of the he was yeah. notes crazy and he ran out of the room really really primed the pump but yeah okay well well that's interesting so how much does this cost how do people sign up it's actually free each day is free there's you know, all you got to do is 
uh, go to the website and register and you get links every day to the the next set of videos again each video is up for the videos are up for 24 hours and then the next set of speakers then the next set then the next set there is a a vip option where you can basically purchase recordings so you just in case you can't make a day or whatever um, that's going to be available as well okay and we're going to put a special link uh, in the show notes um so people can sign up to it we still got a, a couple of minutes. Did you learn anything surprising, learn anything new? I mean, you certainly have seen all sides of copywriting, had seen it before you started this thing. And anything you want to share with us that, that you got out of it or maybe the best reason someone should take this? I think what I over and over was just impressed by the depth of knowledge that everybody had. And I kept, you know, I, I've kind of I've started to go back through and actually I am going to produce probably a, a secondary document based on all this, probably do a book out of it, just because there are just so many takeaways that were important. I mean, I just actually recently shared I'm I'm doing video I'm actually sharing video clips that are of some of the, the some moments I thought. And oh I'll just share one I you know, just shared one the other day from Dave, which he made the point about how it's really important to a, we all talk about we need to know the objections our prospect has before we start writing. If that's one of the steps you want to do. He talked about how in sharing your origin story, you can actually overcome objections in that. So use your origin story as, as a technique and a, a, a medium through which you address potential objections that someone would have. Yeah, I saw that video snippet on LinkedIn. You, you put it up yesterday as we're recording this. And man, my head was spinning after that. I thought, wow, what, what a great idea. No wonder he's so successful. Yeah. But, but yeah, you talk about the depth of knowledge. I remember Dan, way back in the day, recommended a book about direct response marketing and copywriting called A Lifetime of Homework. Did, did you ever hear of that book? That, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> it is. Well, that's, you know, Dan, Dan is... If you want to talk about someone who has just set the bar so high, not just in his ability. I mean, he's such an amazing writer and it was an honor to try to, you know, write in his own voice, try to capture his voice. He was just amazing. But his the depth of knowledge he has about business, about marketing, about human psychology, just it's humbling, to be honest. It's humbling, but it's also inspiring. It's inspirational that you know, his passion for this topic is just comes through. He just loves it. He immerses himself in it. And that's what I thought. I was so honored to have this chance to do this event. Uh, the event basically came about because I, you know, one of Dan's admonitions is for success, be somebody, be somewhere, do something. Those three, be somebody, be yep. somewhere, do something. So, I was a copywriter. I made it known I'm a copywriter. I went to an event by Perry Belcher on AI, which is a topic obviously we cover, and it's very a great interest to, to copywriters. And I hung out in you know in the uh, the watering hole after after the event, and ran into a gentleman who is the co-producer of these events, George Shepard. Just happened to run into him there, and I mentioned I'm a copywriter. I said, "Oh, I'm doing a copywriting summit." Maybe we should talk. And so, okay, I'll say, I thought he'd have me speak possibly. Instead, yeah, we worked out where I would be uh, one of the co-sponsors 
and host it and do all the legwork and interviews. And I I'll be honest, I wrestled with that idea, David. I wasn't sure it was something I wanted to do. And I thought, you know what? Why not me? Why not? You know, why not be somebody and do something? And when you first reached out to me, I think you said George Shepard's platform allows 10,000 or 100,000 or something people to view at a time. Is that right? That's the, the that's what we're going you know, we don't know yet. You know, as many people are going to try to get as, oh, typically these get anywhere between 10,000 and 100,000 people. So now there's a lot of copywriters out there. And the more that hear about this, the more that, honestly, I think this is a huge value, you know, show up. There'll be something just, you know, your time will be well spent. You know, you, if you get one nugget, I mean, I just gave you one little nugget that I thought was amazing. Imagine like I, I agree. 20, 20 plus hours of that. Wow. Cool. Nathan. I'm seeing Dave D, David Deutsch, David Garfinkel, a lot of Dave's going on. So for those three D's alone, I would think it would be worth the price of admission. Yeah, which is which is free unless you actually want to get the recordings, but um, definitely definitely worth the time. Okay, yeah. before before we're out of here, Jack, where's the best pay? Where's the best place if people want to connect with you? Maybe follow you on social media. Where are you most active? Active on social media is not my thing. To <laughs> be honest, I do a little bit. I'll be, but I'm on LinkedIn. I, I'm on LinkedIn. It's just Jack Turk on LinkedIn. You find me there. I'm Jack Turk on Facebook. My if you. I think the show notes, I'll put in my email address and website and make sure they're in the show notes. What is your website? WriteKillerCopyFast.com. Nice. All right. We will definitely have that in the show notes. We'll also have a link to this summit in the show notes as well. So on the rare occasion, we don't have the link right now as we're recording, but it will be in the show notes. To get that, you got to head over to CopywritersPodcast.com, do a search for Jack Turk and episode 353 will pop right up and you can get the link there while you're there. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and any final thoughts before we're out of here today. I'm a big believer in exuberance that if you, if you're doing copywriting and if you're not, and maybe whatever you do, whatever you choose to do, you know, I, I think you get one, you get one go around, do it, live, live with exuberance that, and really go all in. They asked Stevie Ray Vaughan how he played guitar so well. And he said, I play flat out. Mm. Write copy flat out. Great copywriting advice. Great life advice as well. So thank you for coming on, David. Thank you for putting this interview together. I had a blast listening to it. I know the listeners did as well. And until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later. Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.